Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Francis. And we are thrilled to be with you here once again for all of you who tune in regularly. Hey, what's going on? What's up? Great to be together. <laughs> what's up? Great to be together today. Uh, we love journeying with you. And uh, what a remarkable ride we are on. Amen. It's uh, hard to believe if you're listening to this episode live, real time, we are in Going into the fourth quarter, we're somewhere in the end of this year. It's hard to believe 2022 is cruising along like it is. And uh, we're just we're just really um, just thrilled to be on this journey with you. So uh, thank you for tuning in. If you're new to the show, hey, welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Got some catching up to do, but we'll catch you up pretty quickly. And uh, hey, I just wanted to let you know that we've been hearing the the good feedback regarding the the giveaways we've been We've been giving away some cool, uh, some cool things the last couple episodes, Dr. Steven. We do it a lot. We love doing that. We love to give, give gifts. And uh, so if you uh, have been enjoying those, that's awesome. If you haven't been and you didn't know about it, check out the previous episodes. We've had a couple, one of, uh, what we call them remarkable giveaways. And uh, they are to help you get organized and build that remarkable business. So Dr. Steven, just something that's really important to us is to make sure that as a listener, that you're equipped. You know, this isn't just talking. It's not just a conversation. It's conversation leads to transformation. And we know that transformation is a result of taking action. So our hope is that, you know, this leads to action. So I'm uh, excited for our topic for today, Dr. Steven, are you ready? Yeah, absolutely. And for, you know, the, for the, for the listener to recognize that you're a leader and you're leading a group of people and, and your people very often have different learning styles. So, you know, the reason we're committed to creating these awesome infographics is because the research shows that it is the most efficient and effective way to convey complex concepts and and get a lot of information across to a group of people. Uh, it goes back to you know drawing on cave walls, right? So it's a great way to tell a story. So you know, remember that when you know maybe you're a heady person that's like numbers work for me, or maybe it's just the written word, or right. So maybe it's the spoken word, right? So just know that you know you've got different learners on your team and you always want to be able to create clarity for your team and use every tool you got so uh, we're psyched to be providing things like you know we we did the remarkable hourglass business model infographic we did the the ca ascension infographic so just these ways to communicate these concepts really you should have a war room a meeting room in the back of your practice where you hang these things up on the wall to be able to communicate to your team these concepts that frankly, you know, you may take for granted uh, that they understand these things, right? So just realize that you live and breathe this stuff, doc, and you probably have this curse of knowledge. And especially for my doctor of five, 10, 15 years or more into practice here, you know, you may see some um, smiling, nodding faces at your team meeting, but in their heads, they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. So hopefully we can equip you with tools to convey things like what we're going to be talking about here today, Dr. Pete. We're going to be talking about churn rate, which is an incredibly important metric um, for the, the person who's really looking to make a bigger impact in humanity with through their practice because churn churn rate's an incredibly important number to know it's like 
It's about turnover, right? So, you know, we've got a whole bunch of people coming through the front door and we got some people that are falling off the back of the wagon, right? So we got people that are going out the back door. We got people going off the sun, uh, going out the side door. Some people are, we're throwing out the sunroof, right? So there are people that are turning over and you know what, um, as much as we all love new patients and we love converting new people, you know, this is all about creating and collecting ideal patients. And we want to get a sense of like, at what rate are people churning through the practice and turning over? So today's episode is going to be dedicated to you and your team getting real clarity around what is our churn rate? What is the remarkable standard for churn rate? How are we doing with that? And maybe it'll turn the lights on for you. This may be convicting for some of you. You're like, oh my gosh, um, no wonder the practice isn't growing at the rate we want it to. Look how high our churn rate is. So this could be a very uh, sobering conversation today. So I just want everybody to recognize this. We're going to talk about something that's real, uh, that's very practical. Like you talked about, you know, this is something that can be covered and should be covered in a weekly meeting, if not weekly, monthly for sure. This is something that should be addressed in your quarterly board meetings. This is something that in the CEO, COO, same page meeting should be brought up. This should be a focus of a conversation. If you have a multiple doctors, staff, or you have multiple clinics, these are, this is a, this is a metric that matters. And, um, if you want to grow your practice, you have to know your practice. If you want to, if, if you want to know your practice, you got to know your numbers. And this is the number you need to know. So this is one of our, if you looked at our remarkable standards guide, we have many standards that we recommend. And there's a few that stand out to me, Dr. Steven, that are, it seemed to me of greater importance. They're all important. There's no question about it, but some are just like the furthest downstream numbers. And this is one of those, this is one of those that says after all the time, energy, folks, the money that we've put into this week, this month, this quarter of work, what can we show for it? And this is one of those. So churn is real. Okay. So first thing is it's, it's the reality is, is that people are going to come and people are going to go. That's the first thing we just have to, is we have to come to a place of whether it's acceptance or it's just the brutal facts that that is the game. Like the game of, of life is that there's going to be people coming. There's going to be people, people going. What's a challenge for me is if you don't know what's actually happening, if you don't know how many people are coming, how many people are going and where we're at. And what I see, unfortunately, with too many chiropractic practices, we just don't really know. So we know how many new patients we have. We generally know how many conversions we have, even though we don't always define conversion in the same way. We generally know how much money we're collecting, but outside of that, it's, it, gets, it can get a little bit gray. And then there's dark areas. This is one of those dark areas. So there's gray areas where it's like, we kind of know what's going on. There's the clear areas, the, the bright areas. Those are the numbers we definitely know. Then there's the dark ones, which I don't really know. This is typically one of the ones that we just don't know. It's called churn rate. And essentially, if you were to go out and spend the next three months marketing, bringing in you know, new patients, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 50 new patients a month, start a bunch of people under chiropractic care. And in three months, we look at your practice and your practice hasn't grown. And you're wondering what's happening. What we're talking about today is, is that it's churn. Yeah, this will uh, answer the question, where the heck did everybody go? <laughs> so, you know, you got to keep an eye on this thing. And, you know, today, you know, you'll, you'll learn how to calculate it. And, you know, what matters gets measured. And that's how you communicate to your team. This really matters, right? So it's something that you start paying attention to. And what you 
you know, what you know is, is, is like wherever you put the sunshine, that's where the flowers, you know, grow. So today we're going to be shining bright lights on your churn rate, your turnover rate in the practice. So for my note takers, it's time for a pencil and pen here or a pencil and paper here. And here's your equation. The churn rate or your turnover rate is the number of patients that go inactive in a given time period divided by the number of active patients that you have in that time period. Okay. So let me, uh, let me unpack each of those a bit because they do warrant definition, right? So, uh, and there's no necessarily definitive right or wrong way to um, define these things, but it's critical that you do define them for your business uh, because terminology matters, right? So we like to say whoever sets the language runs the village, right? So this, uh, this is your circus. These are your monkeys. So let's make sure that we're using the same language, right? So if you use the right language, terminology matters because you can measure it, right? So measurements or metrics tell us what we need to start doing or stop doing what we need to work on, what we need to train on, what we need to invest in, right? So what we need to do more of or less of, right? That's why all of this is so important. If you don't measure it, you can't improve it, right? So if you don't measure it, you can't manage it, right? And if you don't measure it, you definitely can't master it, right? Doc, hundreds of our coaching clients have grown their businesses following our remarkable CEO program. Well, now it's your turn. We are kicking off a new cohort of remarkable CEOs this month. Enrollment's limited, so don't delay. If you're ready to turn your job into a business, make a bigger impact and a bigger income, the Remarkable CEO program is what you've been looking for. Go to theremarkablepractice.com forward slash REM CEO to apply today. Let's talk about that top number, the numerator here, which is inactive uh, patients, right? So let's let's keep it simple. Let's talk about a month, right? So how many patients in this month or last month went inactive, right? So being inactive means that you have to define two things. What is an active patient and what makes a person an inactive patient? So I'm going to tell you in the remarkable practice, we clearly define these because I don't want anybody guessing and I don't want people telling stories at the front desk, right? So I don't want to be thinking. I don't want reasons, excuses, right? So I just, an active person is quite simply somebody who says yes to the doctor's recommendations for care, schedules those recommendations and pays for their care. In other words, they start their payment process. Let's say it's a first four plan as a initial intensive care. So they don't have to pay for the whole four months, but they, let's say they make their first of four monthly payments and they schedule out their appointments at least to the next progress exam, if not through the whole four month commitment, right? That would be somebody who is now officially an active patient. Okay. So if you know that that's an active patient, now you can say, well, what's an inactive patient? Well, if an active patient is somebody who is actively following the doctor's recommendations for care, an inactive person is con conversely somebody who is not actively following the doctor's recommendations for care. Dr. Pete, this is such a black eye. It's such a soft spot for chiropractors because we're lovers and we're fixers, right? And we love to make sure that people stay under regular chiropractic care and we hate to make them inactive, right? We're so attached to it because there's a sense of like rejection, right? Failure, right? So it's, it's, if there's a sense of finality to it, right? But it's not that at all, right? So what you want to do is you want to say an active person is somebody who's following the doctor's recommendations for care. And an inactive person is somebody who's simply not following the doctor's recommendations for care. 
So you have to create criteria for this so it's objective. In the remarkable practice, we have five of these, right? The first criteria is they say, I quit. Okay, so now they're inactive, right? So that's an active person who says, I quit. Or they move or die. That's number two. Or number three, they miss X number of appointments without communications. We say, in, in TRP, we say three appointments. If you miss three appointments and you don't communicate to us that you're out of town or you're away, or there's something else going on, we make you inactive, okay? And number four is somebody who has not been in the practice for X number of days. In the remarkable practice, we like 30 days. So somebody who has not been in the practice for 30 days, we make them inactive. Now, in your practice, it might be 45 days. It might be 60 days. That depends on your technique, your clinic. You know, your, it's, this is a clinical question. It's a philosophical question, right? So for us, it's 30 days and then they get they, they go inactive. And then the fifth criteria is you fire them as a patient somebody who's out of integrity with the office policies. So Dr. Pete, one of those five boxes are ticked and that person goes from being an active patient to an inactive patient. Yeah, and it's it's so powerful. Like you said, you know, when you set the language, it's defining the terms, you have clarity. And now when you expect a team member to own a KPI, you own, you expect a team member to have ownership and have accountability in your practice over certain areas of the business. Let's call this retention. Now you've got something that they can work with because now they know, you know, what my job is, is if, if I know that this patient is alive and they didn't tell us that they're going to quit, I got to check in and make sure they didn't move, uh, or something changed. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta find out what's going on with this patient. So when you're checking in as a team member, let's call it a CA, let's call them a checkout CA boss of tomorrow, somebody who's retention specialist, somebody's making calls, somebody's checking in, sending emails, sending text messages trying to find out what's going on because you're getting close to my criteria for you going inactive, right? You missed two pit appointments. We got one more. We've heard nothing from you in one more appointment that you missed without communicating with us. I have to move you to inactive. It's not like, oh man, I love, I love Steven. He's awesome. I'm going to keep mine a little bit longer. Yeah. And like, he loves us, right? We saved his <laughs> life. He refers everybody. He hasn't been in here in 60 days, but he loves us. Yeah. So at that point, you have to just say, Hey, Mary, um, I don't need you. You don't need to get emotional about this. The beautiful thing is, you know, I, and I'm not going to come down on you if you move Steven into inactive because we have a standard here. We have the criteria. We have it defined. If you did all your part and you've done your, you know, your work the right way. Now it's, we've done our part. We, we move him there and we have peace of mind. Like you said, Doc, it's not there's there's no emotion. It's not that we don't care. It's actually that we do care. We care so much. And we know that if we tolerate things, we don't get what we want. We get what we tolerate. So we have more and more of those people. They start stacking up. And now you have a practice that's out of control. So this is the way you keep peace in the borders because you've defined your terms and you've moved people into the appropriate bucket. It also impacts how your staff will now start communicating with people on day three. And on the other days, because now they're like, I hate when I have to move people to an active because one of my KPIs is, is net momentum or it's our churn rate. And I don't like when I have a ding on my record, I want to keep my numbers where they need to be because they've got goals. So now everybody is, is working towards hitting their goals. So now what you've done is you've created energy, a positive energy in the office around something that's a little bit could be perceived as negative, right? And now you've got your team engaged, participating, committed, 
to working on things that matter the most to the bottom line of the business, which is a positive, which is a churn rate below a certain percent, which we'll get into in a minute. Doc Steven, this is so energizing to me because what it does is it creates focus for an individual. It creates focus for a team. It increases the value of every process, system, script that we do. It makes it matter that much more. You know what? I love the fact that you made this energetic because when you're when you have clear black and white categorical steps, binary yes or no, off or on, active or inactive, this is simply a status. Think of it as a status, right? So their status is they're active or they're inactive. You didn't vote them off the island, right? So people think it's like, you know, you're not divorcing this person, right? So they'll come back. They'll be back. Let's not make them inactive. It's like, no, no, they're inactive. And when they come back, we will reactivate them and they will be active again, right? So, and we have our processes. In fact, we just did an episode on reactivation, right? The different criteria. Have they been out of the office less than 30 days? Has it been, you know, 30 days to six months? Has it been greater than six months? Different categories, different SOP right? Different policy and procedures that we follow, right? But it's all black and white. You're not taking up people's mental energy. They're not at the front desk thinking about it, considering it, telling stories, right? So, and all that strife and hand wringing, right? So it's just make it automatic, right? So their status changes from active to inactive. Okay. So that's the numerator. We have the number of patients who were active that went inactive this month over the denominator, which is total number of active patients. So here's the key. You have to have an accurate number here also, right? So if you're telling stories on the top number, right? So total number of active patients is not a meaningful number either, right? The only thing worse than no data is the wrong data. So we want this number to be true at the bottom. How many active patients do we have? And the definition is how many patients are actively following the doctor's recommendations for care, right? So now we have a total number on the bottom, active patients. The way we arrive at this is I simply say to the office manager, do a study or print a list of the people that have been in this practice in the last 30 days. Why? Because one of the inactive criteria for us is 30 days. If it's 45 or 60 for use for you, use 45 or 60 for this bottom number also. Just be consistent. So I say print out a list of all of the people that have been in the office in the last 30 days. And then I apply the five criteria above. Did they did any people in on this list? Did they quit? Did they die or move? Did they miss three appointments and we haven't heard from them since? Have they been in the practice in the last 30 days? The answer is yes, so they wouldn't be on this list. Or did we fire them and kick them out of the practice for being out of integrity with our office policies? It's very simple, Pete. Now we have real numbers up top in the numerator and real numbers on the bottom in the denominator. So now you're dividing the number of people that win inactive by the number of active patients. That's going to give you a percentage, right? And that is called the churn rate. In other words, your percentage of people that are discontinuing based on the total number of active human beings that you've been caring for. So very practically, Dr. Steven, and again, we like to be very, very specific. And I, I have a feeling we're going to do a follow-up episode on, from this one because uh, there's there's some more to unpack about this. But let's just say, you know, over the course of a month, you know, you have, you do all the things you just described, print off the list, you do the you, you, you review the list and you come up with, let's say a number 11, right? So let's say 11 people went inactive during the month of, let's call it August. Okay. So in August, 
11 people went inactive based on the five criteria, what we, everything we just covered. Then, and, and on the list, the active patient list at, on the date at the end of August 31st, let's call it, there were 350 active people. And you've checked, checked it all and that's the number. If you took that number and you said, okay, we had 11 people go inactive. Okay, we've confirmed it. We verified that. We have 300 people who are at confirmed active. And you did that equation as an example, 350 active, 11 inactive over the course of July, August, that equals, and that number then becomes your churn rate. So if you do the math on that, it's 3%. So that number of inactive people, that churn rate, I should say, is the percent churn rate that you had in that practice. Now, you should have a standard for this, okay? So in other words, you need to be measuring this monthly. That's my recommendation on this, Dr. Steve. I don't know, wouldn't know what yours is, but I like to do this monthly and quarterly and annually. I like to see it three times. I want to see it monthly. What's been our monthly average? What's our quarterly rolling? And what's our, what was our 2021? What was our 2020? What was our 2019 churn? Like I like to see big, smaller, and smaller, but you don't need to do it less than or more, more often than once a month. Once a month is, is the number. You want to have a monthly churn, quarterly churn, annual churn. Then you can run like a three-year churn and stuff like that. But at a minimum, we want to do it that way. And then there's a specific percent. And in remarkable practice, our standard is less than 3%, 3% or less. So it shouldn't be greater than that. Okay. So whatever your numbers are, what we recommend is that you have your churn rate at 3% or less on your rolling monthly, quarterly, or annual average. And if you do that, what you're going to see, if that's happening, you're going to see your practice steadily is in growth mode. You're growing. That's a big deal. The problem is, is if you're not tracking this and you don't have the definitions in place and all the things we just discussed, it, it's going to be really hard. So your first assignment, if you haven't already done this, is to define the terms for active and inactive in your practice. Then it's to run the reports. Then it's to do the equation. Then it's to get the percent. And then you're going to see where are we at. Reality is brutal facts. The story is in the numbers and uh, churn rate is a, a story that tells us really how well we're doing. That's right. So the percentage, percentage is valuable, right? To look at it because that's something that will become a new assessment tool as your business and your practice grows. Okay. So for example, if you have, if you have a hundred active patients at the end of, you know, you look at your, you look at your metrics and at the end of August, 2022, you had a hundred active patients and you had three people that discontinued care. That's a 3% churn rate, right? If you had six people that discontinued care, that's a 6% churn rate. If you had nine people discontinue care and you had a hundred active patients, it's a 9% churn rate, right? So let's stick with that original example of 3%, right? So that's our standard, right? So your goal is to be at or less than 3% churn rate, right? So if you have 200 active patients and you have nine people discontinue care, that's a 3% churn rate, okay? So if you have 18 people discontinue care with 300 active patients, now you're at a 6% churn rate, right? So what you wanna watch is as the practice grows, that your churn rate holds true all the way through. You don't want to see your churn rate going up, okay? So this is a way to do quality control over your processes, procedures, patient education, et cetera, as your business grows. It'd be bad news if at 100 
active patients, you had a 2% churn rate. And at 200 active patients, you had a 5% churn rate. And at 400 active patients, you had a 9% churn rate. That'd be a really bad sign, right? You would be like, man, as our practice grows, we're seeing our churn rate go up, you know? And that's where percentages are so important, Dr. Pete, because if you just used number of people that go inactive, it can get kind of wonky, right? Because you you right. can be like, man, you know, when we were at 100 a week, we only had three people discontinue. And now we're at 300 a week and we have nine people a month discontinue. It's like, well, guess what? It's still 3%, right? That's why it's a rate and not a hard number. So that tells me that your quality control is really strong and you've held true all the way through that growth from 100 a week to 300 a week and held the same churn rate. That's a really good sign. Please stick around for more business insights from this week's bonus interview with our remarkable success partner dedicated to helping you more successfully help more people. Enjoy. What's up, Remarkables? Hey, uh, I'm excited to introduce you to a new friend, a new member of the Remarkable Tribe. This is Dr. Matt DeGiro. Dr. Matt is from Softwave. He's one of our, they are one of our new success partners uh, with the Remarkable Practice. We're excited to have them for a couple of reasons. But number one reason, as always, is they're here to help you guys help more people. And you know that that is the spirit of our success partnerships. Dr. Malk, welcome to the show and welcome to our remarkable partnership, bro. I'm excited to, um, to talk about SoftWave and how your technology can help our people help more people. Absolutely. You know, um, I've been a chiropractor 28 years, so I'm in the trenches like you, Steve. Uh, you graduated a couple of years after me and uh, lucky enough that, you know, um, I, I've been in the trenches. I, I've kind of tried to do everything I could to, to build the most successful practice without beating up my body. And, you know, quickly, I was telling you, uh, you, you know, in, in 2006, 2007, I had a 350 pound patient fall off the table. I grabbed him, dislocated my right shoulder, detached my labrum uh, and tore ligaments in my wrist, basically worked for three months while I um, hired and trained an associate was supposed to go in to get a little rotator cuff fixed, supposed to be out six weeks, ended up being out three years, two I surgeries, did. sold two of my clinics and one of my buildings, retired at age 40, uh, moved back to Atlanta, Georgia, where my wife's from. And we raised my three daughters, Isabella, Emma, and Analia. And, um, you know, it was kind of like uh, Groundhog Day. I was like, every day was the same day. I'd go to the gym and you know, what's like retirement? Is this, this is what it's all about, you know? Um, but literally after the shoulder surgery, I was 90% better. After the wrist surgery in April of 2017, I was left with pain basically every waking hour. I couldn't adjust with my right hand. I couldn't ride a bike. I couldn't swing a golf club. And um, I was at like a constant pain level of five. So it was like Chinese water torture. And at the time, I, I, I was the functional rehab director at Life University. So I worked with Joe Haysbrook, who's a PT, and we took care of all the bad cases over at Life. And um, I had $250,000 worth of cold lasers, ultrasounds, nothing helped my wrist. And uh, my, my wife and brother-in-law, uh, Sherry, and my brother-in-law, Joe Urbano, went to high school with our founder, John Warlick. 
And John was a three-time All-American wrestler and just a great guy. And my, my brother-in-law, Joey, dragged me up five years ago and said, Matt, my friend's got this, this device. It's got supersonic sound waves. And I'm like, how the hell is that going to help me? You know. <laughs> and so I went up there very skeptical, thinking like, I know all the devices that are out there. And I got up there. And uh, John Warlick was like, is there anything on your body that hurts? I'm like, yeah, my wrist. I've got 10 years of pain and scar tissue. Three-minute procedure. And I kid you not, I was pain-free for two days. And it was the first time in a decade. And I was like, I came home and I told my wife, this is like, this must be like um, what, what what it feels like when you have a placebo effect. I just couldn't believe it. My brain couldn't rationalize that the pain was gone. This constant companion was gone. Went back two more treatments. I was 90% better. And I was like, hey, John, I can put one of these in every major city in America. And they're like, oh, if I had a nickel for everybody who said that. And, um, you know, literally five years later, we've placed 625 of these devices. Uh, Personally, through our funnel, uh, we're responsible for 66% of all sales. We've generated 29 million in sales just from the funnels that we've created. And organically, it's happened through people like you, Steve, Dan Pompa, Isaac Jones, Josh Axe. I mean, these people that are, we, we've real live uh, done work with them or their family members. Uh, Dan Pompa, who's in the UAC with us back in the day, was his son, it's three years ago this month, took a jump off a 60 foot. Fractured cliff. 12 dorsal, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he fractured uh, T9, T10, I believe. That's and right. Yeah, that's right. Two, two ankles and a wrist. We had this device at Pompa's house three days after Daniel got out of uh, the, decided not to have surgery. And literally, he was walking with crutches three weeks later. And five weeks later, he went um, on, on camping, a uh, backpacking trip to uh, Greece. So, so let me let me recap here real quick, Dr. Matt. So um, you and I, uh, you know, we're talking to an audience of chiropractors who fall, you know, anywhere in this spectrum of philosophy, right? So you and I both went to Life University, right? So you know, I can guess your philosophical orientation is probably as strong as mine. We were there at the same time, actually, brother, which is awesome. Which is where you met your lovely wife, and I met mine. Uh, and, and I know how we were raised from above down inside out, right? So this really principled approach to chiropractic here. And of course, back in the day when they used to talk about mixers versus straights and all this, that conversation is like, you know, by the way, you're in the CEO program. Now this is a remarkable CEO program and our love language is brutal facts. So we just go right down the middle, right? So there are no elephants in the room. (laughs) We just, we just address it straight on. So here's what I know to be true is, you know, raised in this environment, this philosophy of like, all you got to do is adjust the body and, you know, and the body heals itself and everything else is, is hunky dory. And, you know, at at the end of the day, that might be true for a subluxation. The problem is, is that, you know, crash test dummies like you and I, who have grown up really using our bodies, you know, we've, we've got issues all around our bodies that, you know, although despite we've gotten excellent chiropractic here throughout our lives, you know, pain and dysfunction are very much part of the wellness lifestyle and a principled chiropractor would be the first one to tell you is like, Oh man, <laughs> my shoulder broke down my elbow, my wrist, my knee, or uh, tick all the boxes for D for chiropractic. Right? It's like all of the above. Right. And you know, the reality is, is that um, we we need some outside in help every now and then. And, you know, I, I'm curious. I, I, I personally have not 
use this technology on myself, but I did have it done for my son when he went through this chronic infection in his knee. He had a Lyme infection in his knee and it just did wonders for him, which piqued my curiosity. So many of our remarkable practice doctors are using this principled chiropractors, doctors who fall anywhere on this continuum of philosophy and just getting awesome clinical results is which was what really matters, right? So if you're able to educate the patient on how the body really works and how the body really heals and bringing in this outside in help that works with the body's healing mechanisms, as I understand it, you know, can you help reconcile that for us? Is like, you know, talk about like, what does the technology do from a higher, from a high level, you know, yeah. where it, where it actually works with the body's healing mechanisms and stimulates that body's healing from the inside out. Yeah, quickly. I mean, I, we grew up with to give, to love, to serve. And, and that's what it's really all about. Uh, when, you know, going through Sid Williams and him being such a great mentor to so many young doctors. Um, this is genuine lithotripsy. So this technology, I feel like, um, you know, I stumbled across this, right? Retired professor stumbles across, uh, you know, device that's not used anymore, right? Because if lithotripsy has been around 40 years, uses supersonic sound waves traveling at 3,355 miles an hour to go the depth of a, like a soup can into your body to break up kidney stones, biliary stones, and salivary stones. This is a third generation. It's really been over the last 15 years that they've perfected it. And, you know, I do believe it's like the Trojan horse to bring more people into chiropractic offices, because when you utilize this device with chiropractic, it's just not one plus one. It's like one times 10 and it or two times 10 and it multiplies the effects of both. So this works on a cellular level. It is true cellular regenerative medicine. There's a process, these supersonic sound waves are compressing the cell membrane and then expanding it. It's called mechanotransduction. And that shearing force helps knock off oxidative agents off that cell membrane, improving cell membrane permeability, which improves the cell uh, health, but also it's boosting the mitochondrial health, as well as shedding microvesicles it's almost like flipping on a switch and these messenger RNAs and exosomes go out to the rest of the body. Our innate immune system calls into action these early responders and says, hey, we just got hit by supersonic sound waves. Something's up. Beep, beep, beep. So all these first responders like interleukin and cytokines and, and toll-like receptors three and four come to that area. So it's tricked the body into thinking there's damage without damaging the tissue itself. And, and so it's really working. I mean, I, I've interviewed cardiologists, hand surgeon today, uh, urologists, neurologists, orthopedists that are using this. Uh, and and the, the, the cardiologist who's one of our researchers as well, his name is Johannes Hofeld. He's successfully done 64 bypass surgeries where he's used our technology during open heart. And it helps even a year later 10% improvement in left ventricular ejection fraction. Nowhere in our lifetime has, has there been such a thing called tissue regeneration technology. Right. So, so he, when he, when you hear him talk, he sounds like a chiropractor. He's like, this is working with the innate immune system to help right. accelerate the body's natural healing ability. Like what? This is what I've been looking for above, down, inside out. I always love chiropractic from a structural, I'm a CBP, CBP based doctor. <laughs> And, but I always thought like posture, nervous system, pressure off that would be the above, down, inside out. Now we have a tool that we can point basically anywhere on the 
human body and create a positive biological outcome, plus activate our own endogenous stem cells within 45 minutes. These are the repairment of the body. And, and you're really, what, what I think is the, the, the silver bullet here is that we're turning off the inflammatory process for minutes to hours, sometimes days and even weeks. And inflammation is true, the true silent killer. And if you can modulate that, then you've got the, you've got the, the golden sword. So it sounds like the, the hormesis effect, right? Is that what the, the terminology is? Is you introduce enough of an irritant or stimulation and the body's intelligence kicked on and calling your attention to an area? Is that, is that a- Kind a, of, I mean, it, I look at it like the SS Enterprise, right? As, as the Klingons were hitting that and you've got that force field, that's yep. our defense mechanism, that's our immune system. As yep. that tends to weaken, they're, they're like trying to find, send more power to that area. Right, and right, right. and so that the the supersonic sound waves are compressing the cell membrane and then expanding it. Right, and they're 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 tricking the body into thinking there was injury without damage. Understood. There's other ones out there called like a radial device. These are not true shock waves. They're not generating. They pound on the tissue. Right. That is a ballistic metal stylus, like an Arthur stem, but with a metal tip, and that um, that has the depth of about four dimes into your body. This right. is going the depth of, this is working on a cellular level. Okay, very good. So, you know, let's let's shift the, the, the conversation to a more practical application clinically. Now, is this something that the doctor has to do in the clinic or is there a CA application? Is it a state-by-state state thing or is it country-by-country? Country? Everybody should check state. Like I, I've got 18 years in compliance, went yep. through a six-year audit with Blue Cross Blue Shield. Um, so I understand I was the compliance officer for uh, Neuropathy Treatment Centers of America till 2017. So obviously check with your local state uh, licenses and, and protocols. But I will say, as long as the doctor is doing the new patient you know, yep. evaluation, checking to see if this person is a candidate. Yep. And I literally have a patent pending protocol that's 10 minutes. This is to find out if the patient qualifies. There's a real cool diagnostic component to this as well. Meaning if you run it over normal tissue, no pain. As soon as you get to an area with inflammation, poor circulation, arthritis, damaged ligaments or connective tissue, there's this biofeedback component where the patient would be like right there. Yeah. And you can pinpoint where that true source of pain is coming from. So it's a hotspot similar to like if you go to the dentist and they put cold on your teeth to see if your nerve root is alive, whether you need a root oh. canal or not, right? Same thing. Yeah. Right? And I mean, so, you're, you're on it. And, you know, I just got back. People from, know, right? I just got back from delivering it to Dallas Cowboys. It's their second season. They're leasing it. I mean, you and I used to sit in school and dream about working on professional athletes. And now we've got it in, you know, five NBA teams the Miami Dolphins, Pittsburgh Steelers, and Dallas Cowboys, two so major good. league baseball teams, Chicago Cubs and Cleveland General, uh, Generals, I believe they're now. But the, the, the Cleveland and Chicago team are using this as a prophylactically. They are bringing the players in during the season, checking both shoulders, elbows, wrists, and knees. And they're looking for little issues before they become big ones yep, because awesome. they have one guy come out for one day, it's like 80 grand. Yep. I love it. All right. So last question, let's talk from a business perspective. Um, is this a profitable thing to bring into the practice? I mean, obviously you get great results for people clinically, you know, that's the best marketing money can buy. And obviously it creates, you know, future business. How, uh, from a, from a business perspective, profitable, um, ancillary service to offer in the practice. 
Great question. Uh, uh, as long as our doctors are using some form of digital marketing, and you met David today, who's created a nice digital program for a lot of our doctors, um, we're noticing when they're where they're when they're parlaying that with a digital marketing of like you know five to a thousand dollar ad spend, we're generating twenty seven thousand dollars more per month just with our SoftWave on top of their already busy practices. And 75 to 80% of those treatments, you know, after the initial can be done by the CA or a trained technician that we come in and run that. So, you know, uh, over 12 months, and these are a lot of Dr. Pompa's early platinum doctors, I call them the 12 pioneers that, that got on about th August of 2019. And we've been tracking them. And so, you know, 27,000 times 12 is $324,000. Over a three-year period, they've made more than $950,000. It's like someone said to me, how do you turn a $200,000 uh, idea into a $2 million? Well, You do it for 10 years, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not, you and I are, the, we're the turtles in this race. I mean, I'm, I'm, there's no sprints anymore. That's and, right. and that's the thing I love about this is that this is so user-friendly and uh, an Italian New Yorker kid with dyslexia could, could come up with the, develop this protocol that's now used in over 600 clinics. It's very easy and user-friendly. And I made it so like, if I could do it, anybody could do it. Love it. Well, this has become, you know, my, since I turned 50, you know, last several years, I've been focused on recovery and longevity. And, you know, I have an appetite for wanting to continue to do CrossFit and surfing until I'm a hundred, man, just to keep up with my wife. So you know, as I've been exploring these things and the reality is, is you're the first person I've ever interviewed here with any type of therapy or ancillary service outside of the chiropractic adjustment. And, but the reality is, is we live a wellness lifestyle, right? So, you know, we're, we're living this entire comprehensive landscape of things that we can do to work with the body, to increase our vitality, our high function, you know, and obviously our longevity. So, man, we're appreciating you coming into our into our sphere, man. We love having you guys as a success partner. How can they learn more about what you guys are offering? Well, first off, I mean, we as chiropractors, we you know, we're in the trenches. We're working so hard. A lot of us are working on our practice, but uh, we need this device for us right, to help uh, give us longevity. Um, the best way to, to really reach out to me is uh, my cell text. It's it's 404-402-1903. We have a special for any remarkable docs that reach out. I mean, really, doctors, it's all about educating. And when your community finds out that this type of technology exists, they want it. Just like stem cell clinics were consumer driven, right? But this is consumer driven. They want other options than drugs cortisone injections or surgery or joint replacements. So, you know, I think, I think this is, this is a really great time and it, and it pairs so well with chiropractic. Uh, and I think we're the best to deliver us to the masses. And, and our, we have one goal is to end pain and suffering for millions of people naturally. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Dr. Matt, thanks so much on behalf of Softwave and the Remarkable Practice. God bless. We'll see Thank you. you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic, and what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.